should we should honestly be recording our warm ups and put them on Instagram and be like, yo, what? What what? What are they even talking about? It's a way to get people in. Blacks. It's a way to keep people out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings all. Welcome back to your beloved bi-monthly, well, it's not really bi-monthly, whatever, broadcast, Harlem's very own, featuring as always your three illustrious co-hosts. Speaking first, it's Justin K. Winley, a.k.a. a proud pigeon papa. I'll explain that in just a little bit. Tyson? Joined by my boys. No. Close, but no. Yo, what's up? Sinbad Stefanucci, a.k.a. the Philosophical Gangster, a.k.a. ASAP Aristotle, a.k.a. Sexy Socrates, your boy graduated philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> Your boy got his philosophy degree at Hunter College. Yes, Suck my sir. dick. <laughs> yes, Fuck out of here. Come on now. You better Wait, you better say I'm it. not done. Oh, International oh, Honor Society of Philosophy. Ooh. Suck my dick. We out here. He's not saying, he's not telling no, the not International tell- Honor Society no, not, to I'm do not, that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the International Society should do that. I Just keep me in and, and put my, some of my papers in your publications. Right. There you go. There you go. But, there you go. But, 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 other than that, yo, the Philosophical Gangster is in the house, officially. Congratulations, sir. Thank you, bro. Congratulations. Fucking God. Yeah. How does it, well, go and it. our third mic. Oh, it's, I. Hi, people. How you doing? Um, my name is Ahmad Kevin Simmons, a.k.a. the holistic hoochie daddy hunk over here. Mm-hmm. And just bringing you the good vibes over here. That's, that's all it is. My hair is out. You know, my, my, my legs is out. And, you know, I'm ready to eat somebody out. Anyways. Oh, wow. 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 It's like it's like Quiet Storm with Ahmad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're really the male equivalent of Shorty from the Warriors. Narrated the whole movie. <laughs> Bruh. It's no, it's literally that. No, that is do the right thing with Samuel Jackson. Yeah, that's you, my main man, Mookie, <laughs> bringing in Sal's Pizzeria. Moving on, wake up, y'all. <laughs> well, Jude, um, how does it feel, man? Oh, so real. I'm gonna burst into tears when I go walk down the stage, bro. Yeah, when is your ceremony? Uh, Tuesday. Okay, at three o'clock. Tuesday. Okay, like. Why? <laughs> Random time in the middle of the freaking week. Dude. <laughs> do you do you do you, uh, do you have like certain tickets? Like you yeah, bring I, people. I only have four people: uh, Putty, uh, my aunt Marie, Lily. Okay. Um, I assumed y'all would be working. My bad. I, just, <laughs> I mean, I just get off work at three, so I wouldn't be able to make it. But I'm there in spirit. And, and, I mean, and, you, and you have seven thousand jobs. <laughs> I would be free at three. <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, shit. But you know what? We're gonna be we're gonna be there in spirit. We're gonna be yelling your name once three o'clock here. We're gonna be like, "Let's go!" And then we go yeah. back to work. You yeah. know. But yeah, dude, it's been uh, it's wild, bro. It was a wild. It took me like five and a half years to get my degree. Yes, sir. It was. Like, the first couple semesters was a little bumpy. You know, I failed remedial math a couple times. That's okay. That's okay. Murdered it, though. And then uh, then, I got my, then I got my feet under me, and I was making moves at BMCC. Graduated BMCC in 2020. Mom passed away. And now, some I didn't know how I would make it without my mom. Yeah. I really had no idea. You know, because, like, she was with me throughout the whole thing, obviously. But, like... She would help me with my homework, even as a grown ass adult, because she was always like, "Jude, don't don't be afraid to ask for help and ask me for help," because she was by far the smartest person I ever knew. Mm-hmm. And like, I would have her read my philosophy uh, readings, be like, "All right, what should I look out for in this?" And in that way, she kind of taught me how to read philosophy papers and look for what I need to look for to mm-hmm. you know talk about in class. And um, I really had no idea how I was going to do it. 
I took mm-hmm. a semester off in 2020 because I was like, yeah, no. But then once once I got into Hunter officially and got my, you know, the full load of classes, I was like, you know what? I won't cur- I'm just going to kill this shit. Yeah. And that's what the hell I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's the fuck I did. And yeah. I'm beyond proud of myself. And I'm going to continue on with more school. Probably go um, to grad school in the in the spring of next year because let me let me just say chill, take yeah. a breath. Stack some coin and then hit hit the grind again. Man yeah. said Masters is on the way coming into a theater near you. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Not Mass Us. <laughs> masters the Greeks. Well, you should be proud of yourself, man. Definitely. I mean, this has been um more than half of the time that I've known you. You've been pursuing yeah. your education. And I I can relate to like hitting that moment where you flip the switch. Yeah. Um, where you're like I'm here and and I like I got to do this for for me, mm-hmm. you know, like like I know, yes, there are people who are who have expectations of me and they're counting on me or whatever, whatever. But like I have to see what I'm capable of and I right. have to push myself to my own standard of excellence. Yeah. Um, and especially me going to, you know, pace this very expensive institution. I was like. What Ooh. what am I? What business do I have paying all this money and not getting an A in every class? No, you when yeah, I can, yo. especially when I can choose my classes or doing as best as I can. And once mm-hmm. I had that that mentality, I mean, you know, I, I graduated in twenty twenty one summa cum laude, so like it it really just I I kind of uh, you get that killer instinct, so to speak. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm happy for you, um, and uh, I am excited to see what you do next. By way of explaining my AKA today. Uh, for the past like month, yeah, I think actually it has been almost exactly a month. Um, there's been a pigeon who's been visiting my windowsill. I started calling her Dottie. She's a little brown, thin little pigeon. And she she would be like, I woke up one morning because she was cooing. Or not even. It was the middle of the day and I heard cooing, but I couldn't see what it was. Later I found out it was a pigeon. And so she would keep stopping by every day. And I had this sneaking suspicion that she was building a nest under my AC on my windowsill. Um, and so that's why she was visiting so often, but I would always go out and I'd poke my, I'd say, Hey, Dottie through the window. And she would like, you know, in my head, she's looking at me, whatever. doesn't matter. Um, this morning she's there again and I look out and I see a little commotion underneath the AC and she's feeding a little baby pigeon. Oh mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, I was here for that. <laughs> I was here, you know, that's cute I, to live uh, and it's, it's hilarious because at my job, they got some, uh, duck eggs about the same amount of time ago. Oh, like the three incubation. Weeks. Yeah, so mm. they've been incubating them and a couple of them hatched in the school today as well. Oh, sweet. Nice. So it's just a, it's a springy day. It's a day of, of birth. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's, that powered me through the day. I was like, my babies is here. We hey. all need to go to the zoo. No, we, should do, we should all go to the zoo. Oh, we should go to the zoo because I want to see Justin in his zoo element. You know, I, I used to be, I might have said this on record, I used to be more of a zoo fan, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, let them out. I mean, you know, it's, but the nah. thing is that if, if zoos move more toward becoming conservation centers and not just like places where you're, you're like, you're, cat, you're caging yeah. animals, yeah, yeah. then I'm kind of more inclined toward them. But yeah, like going to like, we should go to Yosemite, Yosemite, Yosemite. Oh. Yosemite? Yeah, yeah, that could be something. Or like going upstate somewhere to just look at, like, just like going into Nature itself. Mm-hmm. The national you know like, parks. Of course, being <laughs> being careful, like just bring <laughs> shit. But you know, looking at you know certain animals that are in their natural habitat. You know what I learned? You know the uh, MGM studio logo that plays in front of certain movies, the of lion. Yeah. That's actually a tiger roar. 
instead of a lion roar. I heard that before. I never heard that. It's a tiger's roar. Damn. Tigers have, I, I think like tigers have that. I think they do it the with crumbly, a lot of animals. The crumbly mm. kind of they roar. They have that more distinctive roar sound. And with lions, it's very, it's like low yeah. and robe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it's louder. Mm-hmm. You can hear them from like, I think a mile and a half away or something. Shit. But tigers have that very like raspy, growly sound. So they use them for a lot of animals in movies. They use them for sharks sometimes, <laughs> even though sharks don't <laughs> growl. Um Anyway, so uh, we don't have a guest with us to interview today. We wanted to take a minute to chat about some of the things that have been going on, you know, uh, have a bit of a news episode. So there's just a few topics we want to discuss. Um, I think what we could start with first, it's a bit somber, but it is the most recent thing. A legendary queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner, passed away at 83. Didn't we talk about her documentary like we did mm-hmm. a season ago? Oh, I such think a it was season four, and we talked about it um, in the. Ep- I think it was actually the same episode we talked about DMX's passing, mm. because I was looking at it and we chatted about multiple things that episode. I remember how enlightening that was too. I mean, I I knew I guess as much as we generally know about Tina, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was like her relationship with Ike and how abusive that was. We didn't know. The, I mean, that documentary obviously goes into more detail. Yeah. But um, I think also it was just. It's one of those stories of a person who probably had even more potential than we saw her Definitely. get to engage um, and was, you know, ha- spent a lot of her career kind of or the early part of her career bound to a very controlling and jealous individual who didn't mm-hmm. let her fully express that potential. Mm-hmm. And then by the time she was solo, you know, I mean... It was in her 50s. Yeah, and, and, and she, I mean, by all accounts, or at least what we can, what we have of her, she seemed to enjoy it. She seemed to li- take life by the horns and enjoy as much of it as she could. I saw on Twitter someone posted, um, you know, like a clip of Beyonce meeting her and performing with her at the Grammys, I guess it was. 2008. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was like one of Beyonce's heroes. I mean, like she was for a lot of black women mm-hmm. uh, musicians. Um, but see, that's the thing, though. Like, she wouldn't have been popular if she hadn't left to go to Europe, right? And that the Nobody, documentary does talk about a that. A lot of people yeah. did not yeah. fuck with her music in 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 America, but Europe was going bonkers. Yeah, she was like, I have, I had to leave. Yeah, because if I if I didn't, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been on, on top. No, nobody wouldn't have heard my music. Like when yeah. she when she brought out um, River Deep Mountain High. Um, folks are like, we don't like this shit. Yeah, they they, they weren't. It wasn't like they, they don't like this shit. They were like, oh, it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. But niggas in Europe were like, oh my god, who is this woman? We want her to come through. <laughs> yeah. So once she came through, it was like she took the fuck off. So yeah. we thank Europe for making Tina the legend that she is, or like just making her the solo artist yeah. that she that Giving she her the was. recognition she deserved. dude, it was insane. Mind yeah. you, you know, her influence is still, is like, at that same time, you see it in a lot of American Hell rock yeah. artists and even British rock artists. I mean, Hell she yeah. talked, there's an interview where she talks about um, Mick Jagger, kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, she thinks she influenced his stage presence a bit. Um, obviously, lead singer of uh, Rolling Stones. Um, and I mean, you know, black people invented rock and roll. So, so, um, it, 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 it does make sense, but, um, yeah, we're, I mean, 
how did you guys feel when when you when you heard this news? Kind of surprising or shook me. Yeah, I mean, it, it still it still shook me. Like regardless of how old the person is, you know, mm. it's still it still hits different when that person when you actually hear that they passed away. But you also um, reminisce on like all of the music that was heard as you were growing up from from Tina Turner and how much of an influence that she has put on black people, black music, black theater. Because when Tina the musical came out, everybody was going crazy over that shit. Yeah. And especially, you know, all of the documentaries that were dedicated towards her and the women who played her, speaking of uh, Angela Bassett and Adrian Warren, um, she was a uh, monarch when it came to rock and roll um, itself. And yeah. of course, um, one thing for sure, you aren't that old to yeah. start a career you know with her starting in like like thir- late 30s early 40s yeah she could move she, yeah. that woman could move and you know starting her solo career in her 50s but not not even that just like overcoming um you know for my for for our fans like you know trigger one but like you know assault abuse mm-hmm. sexual abuse um um just feeling a, a feeling man, manipulated trapped them in 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 marriage and feeling like you're not able to grow as a person and as an artist that she had to handle a lot of this stuff on her own by um physically leaving her leaving like her big obstacle which was Ike Turner yeah and so um she had to fight back and that's what it was she yeah. fought back, ran across a fucking uh, freeway bridge to yeah. get to the other side. And that was when her solo journey started. You yeah. know, it's, it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the name Tina Turner if she hadn't left right. and seen and, and like noticed that she was um, more than who she was when she was with Ike Turner. Yeah. Yeah. And so I... Definitely, you know, it, it shook me, but I'm also just so proud that she, so happy that she is finally at the utmost peace. Mm. Yeah. To the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Like, she's much older. Well, not much older. <laughs> she's 83. 83, 83 is a good, it's a good age. It's a good age. It's a good age, you know? And um, I think, she, I think that I wasn't so sad. It's just like, mm-hmm. it seems, it more seemed like to me, like she lived literally a full life. You mm. don't need, to go through what she went through to live a full life. Mm. But, you know, she had her kids, had a mm-hmm. wonderful career, had a wonderful life with her and her friends, mm-hmm. her compadres in the music world, and whoever else she came in contact with, even her neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how she went, and it doesn't really matter at the moment, but she has lived a full life, and it's lovely to see. Not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, You can live to be 100 years old and not live a full yeah life. yeah and and lived in like i said to y'all in spite of what happened to her mm-hmm. you know very true. triumphantly um which i which i think is is really beautiful and um yeah i you know i saw the headline pop up and and for me similarly it was like it w- there was a moment of shock but there was also like mm-hmm. a okay mm-hmm. for me like a yeah okay you know and i and i'm glad that she 
got to be part of the telling of her story. Yeah. You yeah. know, because they could have I mean, they could have made a documentary at any time and they obviously could have made it after she died. Mm -hmm. But they made it and she was alive and not only gave her blessing but was in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's beautiful. And she got her flowers too while she was alive. She got to see her Broadway show. People always yeah. adored her. So it it's one of those like awesome second chance stories where you hear about people, you know, in any field who kind of get that that upswing, like you said, in their middle age or toward their middle age, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, um, when everyone thinks a woman is literally in the downward trajectory, yeah, especially yeah. for a woman, yeah, like and and in that industry like the, as well. The, 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 the second menopause hits, it's a wrap for you. Yeah, <laughs> you're, of, you're of no further, yeah, use. It's uh, obviously that's you know, um, poppycock, and it is. Uh, and, sh and she proved it <laughs> with uh, with her life. Um, so rest in peace, Auntie uh, Tina. Auntie um, Tina. Staying in the musical vein, though, we have had a major uh, uh, revelation this weekend with the release of the trailer for the <laughs> Color Purple musical adaptation. One of the greatest <laughs> films and one of the greatest musicals that we ever made. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, uh, my God. Starring Fantasia. And Halle I Bailey. Wait, God damn it. Fantasia. Fantasia. playing Celia again. Come, Reprising her role. Come on, come on. Yes. <laughs> when I see you, Fantasia. When, when I, I see, see you, you Fantasia. Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. She was, in, she was in the original musical when it when aired on Broadway, mm -hmm. and Homegirl took that shit by storm. Cynthia Revo took it over in, in, in the revival, but they asked Fantasia to come on back. But probably mostly because of Cynthia Revo being going to be, be uh, Elphaba and Wicked, but... Ah, you know, uh, yes. Yay, yay to her, too. Anyway, moving on. Sierra's yes. in this shit, too? <laughs> is, is what? She? Wait, what? What? Sierra. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. In the movie? Yeah, nigga. Interesting. Oh, uh, oh, Sierra. I see her name. She oh. plays Nettie Harris. Oh, come on, Nettie. Oh, she's going to be the... Oh, she's going to be Halle, Halle Bailey's Bailey character. Okay. What? Her she's not fire. in the trailer. Her is going to be Squeak. I don't think they revealed Sierra yeah. in the trailer. No, they did not. They wanted to keep that hidden, but you know, niggas like to look shit up, so they're gonna be like, oh, yeah, "Sierra's in me." This. I'm niggas looking <laughs> shit up. Uh, Dion Cole is Alfonso. Mm -hmm. The oh, heavy shit. hitters of, of uh, also the low key heavy hitters. They got Coleman, Coleman Domingo. Domingo in the in the uh, Danny gonna, Glover role. He's gonna be daddy. He's gonna be the dad. He looks the like what? Danny the Glover, husband. yo. That's a good cast. That's a great cast because he's he's his. They gonna keep that scene where she's about to slit his throat with the uh -huh. razor, and they decide. Now, the, I've only so I've never is, seen this. This is interesting. I've only seen the movie, this the yeah the uh, Steven Spielberg film, mm. and I've I've seen it probably more in chunks than I have sat and watched the full thing. But it's my mother's. It's one of her favorite movies. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if she's ever seen the musical. I never saw the musical, but I know that the musical came. Well, the novel came first. The novel came first, and then the, the music. Oh, then the movie. Yes, and then the musical apparently is is closer to the events of the novel. Yes. So what's interesting is people are hoping, or I saw a comment that said like, you'll be able to enjoy this and the 1980s film both because this isn't a remake of that movie. Yes. It's another adaptation of the source material. Okay. Yes, yeah. precisely. Like it's, this is the movie, this is the Broadway musical that is going to be in theaters. Yeah. Of course, there might be some tie-ins from the movie itself. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is the musical that is coming to theaters, um, which has been a, a, a popular trend recently in the Heights. Um, yeah. Very. Yeah. Uh, yeah. West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. West Side Story. West Side Story. Also, another Steven Spielberg joint. Yeah. He did West Side Story. Those. He did direct it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's 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 um, I'm 
I'm so excited for this fucking film. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's it's like when when I saw it, it um my so my aunt, she uh told me she was like, Ahmad, um, I'm always going to Broadway. I'm always going to have tickets. Like, is there a certain show that you want to see? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I want to see The Color Purple. And she was like, all right, cool. We'll see you next week. And I said, okay. <laughs> but, like, watching that with the full, with, with like, the star cast, like, yeah. seeing Heather Hadley. No, I think it was, I think it was Jennifer Hudson. I think it was Jennifer Hudson, Daniel Brooks, Cynthia Revo, like, that big three um, being in that show. Oh my goodness! Like it, it that that fucking mo- that musical moved you, bro. And then at the end, there is a certain song which is called "I'm Here," mm-hmm. where Silly is that the one she's singing over the trailer? Yes. yes. And like, was seeing, you know, I've heard Fantasia, I've heard Cynthia Revo, I saw Cynthia Revo sing this song live. It was, but it's just like the message itself and how she sings it, and like how much of how how much of a uh, a uh, how much of a weight that's been lifted over her shoulders when she sings that mm. it's just so, it brings you to tears mm. and so me hearing that in the trailer i was like oh i'm about to break i'm about to break <laughs> i'm about to break and so you would see like taraji p henson is going to be playing sure yeah. like People forget that this woman can actually sing, and so she's she been can. training, she's been vocally training, and all of that. So I'm, I know she's gonna blow that shit out the water. But just um, Corey Hawkins, Corey Anjanu Hawkins, Ellis, Louis yeah, yeah. Gossett, David, David Allen Green, big, big cast, Tamala Man, like- big <laughs> cast, bro. Like I know I'm gonna be in shambles after that. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a powerful film, such a powerful musical, and you know, it's just overcoming as for what we were talking about with, with Tina being mm. trapped mm-hmm. feeling like you are nothing mm-hmm. because like with Tina and what is like with Celia in the film that they, they felt like you aren't able to uh succeed and and strive for more than just being in the house mm. or just being under this somebody else's shadow yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so it's just seeing that in in that film and seeing that from Tina Turner it's just oh my it's so good. I, I, I ain't going to get emotional on this shit, but <laughs> when I watch that fucking film, oh, best believe, I'm going to wear purple and I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a bring napkins. That's <laughs> just going to be top tier. both in a headlock next oh. to me. Like, y'all seeing this? Hell yeah. Y'all seeing this? Hell I'm yeah. I'm going to see this with y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. Three crying grown men in the back. <laughs> so y'all niggas good? <laughs> no, nigga. You should be crying too. <laughs> I said, nigga, this is not even that emotional. You broken his tongue. You know what? That's why you got one ball, nigga. <laughs> so you got one ball. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's why your forehead crusty. <laughs> a theater full of sixty-year-old black women and us. <laughs> right. They, 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 they're gonna be. They're gonna be the ones like, don't you talk to them like that, baby? You all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> baby, you wanna come home with me? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm Yes, Miss Seely. Yes, <laughs> well, how do you guys feel about um about Halle Bailey? I didn't even know she was attached to this. Yeah. Kind of, you know, continuing, oh. really skyrocketing into this. Shorty uh, is catching them checks and love them checks. She like should, crazy, yo. I'm 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 all for it. I'm yeah. all for it. Like it's 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 um from 
from what we see, like, of course, in the original Color Purple, like, both of the sisters are dark-skinned. And so, like, seeing Alabama... I mean, ain't, 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 ain't got shit to do with that. that. that they want. I'm sure, like... Well, in in that production, um, uh, uh, in the musical, they're Cynthia Rebo and Fantasia Asili, like, they're playing, like, their younger selves, too. But, like, in this one, of course, like, you have you the younger people film. doing yeah, it. So I'm sure Halle Bailey is going to be fucking incredible as as no, I don't know that either. And, yeah. Quite um, a jump, too, from The Little Mermaid to the, like, like even what you have, I mean, I haven't seen Oh, no, it's it. just range, like, because, well, like, both of these just are coming out in the same year. That Yeah, there's the, the it will be a very, I mean, she's building a great reel for herself, right? Like, True. to go from playing... Ariel in this sort of in this fantasy role to playing this very gritty, multi-layered, you know, human being. Not that I'm, I'm sure they, you know, they tried to add more depth to Ariel in the live-action film, but like mm-hmm. it's a Disney movie, so there's only so much there. So this is yeah. this is big. She's got a great agent, and uh, mm-hmm. she's being positioned. This is need her agent, but it's it's. <laughs> she, she's not Halle Bailey is not going to be in all of the film of Color right. Purple. She's going to be in just like the, the first forty the, minutes, probably, probably even less than that. Mm. Is, is, is this going to be like Chris Brown in Stomp the Yard, where he's in all the trailers and then yes, <laughs> like she no she she doesn't die, but she goes away. Like right. it's, That's it's just true. you know she's going to set like her mark there, and of course, like I'm pretty sure this is like a great role for her because. You know, with her doing that, she's probably doing Little Mermaid as well. Yeah, yeah like at the same time, basically back to back. Yeah, you know. But I'm I'm proud of Hallie, and I'm also proud of her as well being in this yes. as Squeak. Like what? Just seeing her as an artist, as a singer. You know, I wouldn't have thought that she would be an actress as well. So she we'll recently did that um, Beauty and the Beast thing where she was playing. She Belle. did. Yeah, she. Yeah, you she right. did do that. Yeah, she did. She did. I. Uh, I don't know. If that seemed like a test. It's an yeah, maybe it's an interesting <laughs> choice to to keep the uh, the music name and not use. I mean, I know a lot of like Common does it, and obviously Sierra does it, but there are some mm. Queen Latifah does it. Yes, that's true. Queen Latifah. Hello I feel like Cool J still does it. Ice T still does it. All right, all right. I get it. I get it. And LL Cool J as yeah. I mean, some 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 names work better than others. Naming rappers. I feel like when I saw the credits rolling and I saw her, it just kind of threw me because I was like, oh, that's it's such a a a specific uh, music brand. But you know, whatever. Also, she's quite. I'm sure she's going to be great. Before you say anything else, I'm more than happy that they kept. Danielle Brooks mm-hmm. as her role mm. um, from when she was in the musical because Homegirl she's playing tore the Oprah that Winfrey role. shit up. Yes, okay. she toyed up in the in the in Broadway show. Mm. Oh my goodness! But seeing her come from Orange Is the New Black, I like to uh, the color purple and just noticing like, oh my god, this woman can blow too. My my parents just saw her in piano lessons. So oh my god, I wish I was. Able They're to very see happy that. that it's coming to Netflix as a film. So, mm. Yeah. I Shout can't wait to, to see her, that. yo. Daniel Brooks a badass. Shout out yo. to her and Fantasia. I will just say last thing: the young woman Felicia Pearl and Posse that they cast as as young Celie yes. looks very much like her. I, yes. I thought it's it's good casting, definitely. Because she, it's not only the, the darkness of the skin, but she has similar features, kind of the width of her what, face. As mm-hmm. a Fantasia, yeah, she does. Yeah, I'm so. I'm ready. I'm ready for the choreography. I'm ready for like these costumes. Um, cause they definitely got the money for this shit right here. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to see what type of story you're going to tell with this. I'm ready to see it. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, we, we've seen, and like shout out to, to Taraji because, you know, we've seen her sing in Annie um, live, but, you know, something like this, something that's like a little bit more, uh, a different take, you know, as to her being in a musical, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. People, I'm ready for this movie, period, okay? I'm ready for Christmas Day, and I will be crying, okay? Yo, what do y'all know about the director? I was about to say, so this guy... He his, did a Beyonce video. Uh, he did Black is King. Blitz the Ambassador, he, or Blitz Bazaoule, Anayan rapper, singer-songwriter, record producer, author, artist, and filmmaker. Mm. Also um, wrote a novel. Mm-hmm. What an artistic nigga. Yeah, I, I haven't... I mean, I, I, did, I guess I watched... No, I didn't even watch Black is King, really. I, I saw one part of it. That's um, a little bit of... It seems like, yeah, so he's mostly worked on music video and, and stuff like that. But this is this is a cool potential, quote-unquote, breakout for him in terms of the mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's hefty. I mean, there's a... Directing, this is task. Yeah, directing <laughs> this is filmed musicals is, is almost like directing superhero movies. It's like... Yeah. Because there's like almost that same level of expectation, although it's from a different audience, and there's so many moving parts. And, yes. you know, so I, I hope that uh, he um, is up to huge. the task. This yeah. is huge. This because is... like like you said, this is your mom's favorite movie. Yeah. Like when, when that movie came out, it shook a lot of people. It still shakes people now who haven't even seen it. Yeah. So I'm... I'm all for it. I'm I'm ready to see what they have in store for us, um, and to prove these other people wrong that you know this is a movie musical and not the original movie. Yes, you dumbasses. <laughs> you don't Do have you to not be like the original movie. No, I never said that. It was just people believe that they're remaking the original movie, which mm-hmm. came out in the '80s. Yeah, yeah people get they're, defensive. It's over it's it. not that. It's literally. The musical that's being made into a movie. Yeah. They're just taking that, they're taking that that musical of what's been going on in the choreography, like all the choreography, like all the songs that's gonna be put that's from there is gonna be in the movie. Cool. Like it's not it's not gonna be as like the serious film. It's gonna be serious, but it's not like how it was in the original with Whoopi Goldberg. Like that one was tough. Yeah. Oh, that one was tough. Yeah. But this one is gonna be great. Okay, <laughs> you still go. You, you still going. You still going to feel some shit. You still going to cry. Okay, you are gonna be all right. <sighs> Thank you for coming to my fucking tech talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yes. Uh, I was. Uh, I was gonna say. Speaking of Africa, because uh, one of our our uh, our sports new segments has has an African athlete involved. But before we get to that, um, I did just briefly want to touch on uh, in this, in maybe our last section, unless something else comes up, um, just some of the combat sports stuff that's been happening in the last couple of weeks. So first, uh, Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko mm. dueled for mm. the uh, lightweight unification at 135 pounds last Saturday, May yep. 20th. Uh, I to watch the fight. I, I was sent by uh, our boy Sincere, shout out Sincere, uh, a link to it on YouTube before it was swiftly taken down. I got to watch Lovely. pretty much the full thing. Um, and Lomachenko won, uh, I'm sorry, whoa, Haney won by <laughs> unanimous That's decision. That's what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Devin Haney won by unanimous decision. Um, uh, it was a fight in Las Vegas between the two of them. Now, there's been a lot of controversy. You know, people have been saying robbery. People have been you know, saying uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, well, what do you have to say, Justin? Yes, well, 
I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> as someone who did get to watch the fight, um, I, I think, and I didn't, I wasn't sitting there with like a little index card scoring each round per se, yeah. but I was looking at the fight as a whole. I think it's a situation where, and I'll actually borrow something that um, Brian Campbell from Morning Combat said. It's Love that po- guy. Yeah, that podcast I enjoy. That Loma won the story of the fight, which is because they were so kind of gridlocked in those early rounds, but Haney was showing a lot of dominance with these body shots that he was landing. And then... And you can't forget about those body shots. You can't, but then... Look at Ryan Garcia. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had control all delete in his liver. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Boom! Uh, yeah, he got shut down. He got shut the, the three rings of death down. on your Xbox. <laughs> like God damn! And it happened so it was just a delay. It's it was always like, the ones you don't see. It's always the hits you don't see. It's yeah. Javante coming up underneath the punch. He didn't even like flush it. Like yeah, he, he he kept seeing that that good old right hand, you know, coming down. He, he saw it just like opening that that body up. Yeah, he's like, all right, nigga, <laughs> you do it again. <laughs> I'm I'm a blast you. Well, uh, yeah. and that's what happened. I yeah, think he did. I think Ryan learned a lot from that fight. And I think Haney learned a lot from this fight, which we'll talk about. But saying all that to say, Loma in rounds 10 and 11 specifically really started to turn it up and pour it on and looked like, even though he is the older and smaller fighter, he looked like the younger, bigger man, Mm. backing Haney up, knocking his head back, throwing flurry work, you know, really putting pressure on him. Since then, Loma has admitted that he took his foot off the gas in the 12th round because his corner was like, basically told him like, yeah, you got it which is the same thing that Haney's corner was telling him even even after round 11 when he clearly needed to pick it up. So mm-hmm. had Loma kept the pressure up and really uh, put on a clinic in round 12, maybe the decision would have gone the other way. Why would trainers do that? I don't know. It's like whenever that happens, whenever a trainer be like, you got it, they never got it. Like, um, <laughs> uh, De La Hoya was fighting uh, Felix Trinidad, mm-hmm. whooping his ass the whole fight. But the last like six... Well, like maybe four rounds. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. He just danced around him the entire time. Yeah. And then they gave it to uh, Trinidad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You can't be upset, really. No, if, you can't I be mean, upset. Like, obviously, your corner's giving you, uh, giving you advice, but you as the fighter are in the ring, and you also have to, at some point, make a decision. No, but the trainer's still, because the fighter is going to listen to you, because it is. Yes, yes. Right. You know, like, That's if what Sifu yeah. told me, uh, yo, Jude, you know, Pick it up, do this, do that. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And sure, of course, you know, I as you know, the adult, another adult in this situation. Yeah, uh, I need to uh, put in work, but I also, I also just put in ten rounds of right. fighting. I'm tired. If That's you, true. If you let me know, I can chill. I'm chill. <laughs> You're gonna take the opportunity yeah, to do so. But like a better way for some. But also, I can't talk because I'm not in that situation. But I would say, hopefully, moving forward, a trainer will be like, "Listen, you have it in the bag. You just gotta maintain it. Yeah, keep popping them." Yeah. Pop him with the jabs, pop him with the cross, you know? Yeah. And I and I think, you know, Loma is a fan favorite. Devin is new, new kid on the block, and there's always going to be that, like, period where you have your doubters, even if you're showing legitimate talent, which I think he does, obviously. Um, but looking at the fight, I can't say that it surprises me that Devin would have won on decision. Yeah. I just don't – I just think the fact that it was unanimous is kind of wonky. Also – one of there was a judge there. I think one of the senior judges scored Vasily's most dominant round 
for Haney, which has started a lot of conversations about like, who are these guys that are letting come back to judge? Like observation and judging is still a physical skill. It still requires your ability to be sharp. And, you know, um, maybe we need to start looking at like, no disrespect, but retiring some of these guys and bringing on some people who are a bit, you know, fresher. Who have good eyes. Who have good, I don't have cataracts. Like, <laughs> you know. He's, he's, he's being cataracts. nice here, you know. <laughs> he's being nice. Fire these old ass niggas and get the new, all right? Because honestly, you know, we still need to get your prescription, all right? Just yeah, come on now. Like get it. the new people in there. Yeah. Because it's, it's, cause like you said, it's, it's going to raise some eyebrows if that ever happens again and be like, yo, my man, you telling me you didn't see that whole round? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did it. I that his head was never still. He kept I kind of did it. I was trying to fix my joints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I was thinking? We, it, it, you know, boxing has always had its eras. And we're in an era right now where the lightweight division is one of the most exciting, which is like, yeah. it's, it's kind it's, of a, it's a cyclical thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, it happened in the 80s. Mm. It's, you know, that was 40 years ago. The 90s heavyweight was division. heavyweight. Yeah, 90s was heavyweight. Uh, the 2000s was but even in the, just Mayweather. Even in the 80s, I'm thinking like with the four kings, weren't they welterweight or middleweight? But they're still the lighter divisions. Like sure. it's Whatever's not heavyweight is like yeah. popping. I mean, it's funny mm-hmm. because in, in, in pop culture, like in movies, we mm-hmm. always emphasize the heavyweight champion of the world because it sounds, right. you know. But you got these, you got Haney, you got Tank, you got uh, Shakur Stevenson. Tank's smoke all of them. Well, we'll see. Uh, like, I, like. Tang is like a scary fucking dude. <laughs> as is. zesty as people think that nigga is, <laughs> he is zesty. I think, I think it's just his inner child. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I think his inner child is like dormant inside him, and now he has all this money. He's he's being a little kid and having fun. Mm-hmm. Well, here's he's still gonna crack here's you the, in that left rib. Yeah, yo. Here's the current uh, one thirty five lightweight rankings. So at number one we have Shakur Stevenson. Mm. Number two, like Javante Davis. Mm-hmm. Three is Haney. Four is Loma. Five is William Zepeda. Uh, six is Frank Martin. Keyshawn Davis at seven. George Cambosis at eight. Michael Rivera at nine. And Isaac Cruz at 10. And then there's a bunch of other people mm. going down into whenever. Mm. Um, I haven't seen too much from Sakur, but I hear that he is, uh, well, obviously he's number one. He's, he's a problem. Sakur's um, going to be facing Terrence Crawford. Okay. In June. I thought Terrence Crawford was fighting Errol Spence. You're right. My mistake. My I mistake. Heard, yes, that I heard yes, about. yes, yes, yes. Terrence Crawford's a bad motherfucker. He got shot <laughs> Yo. in the head. Word? Yeah, he got shot in the back of the head. And oh, damn. Made it. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> and decided, he woke I, up. Want, I want think more about, cranial trauma. No, think about this. Think, think about this. He weaved a bullet and got caught in his ear. Like, wow. that's crazy. That is kind of wild. Wow. That is kind of wild. That's some Matrix shit right there. I ain't going to lie to you. Do you think that's harder than 50 Cent still having the, the bullets in his tongue? No, 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 no. 50 Cent getting shot in the face is still harder than that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because like, got it's, shot it's in the lo- face. <laughs> Nine <laughs> times. Yeah. Nine times. Okay? Got shot in the head. Man. You be all right. <laughs> I got a special ASL ELS challenge for you, Floyd. If you could read one page of a Harry Potter book, nigga. Nigga. <laughs> It's the comma before Harry <laughs> Potter book, you, nigga. The fact that you called it a comma. He used this in his punctuation. It was just, he did. He did. Ten years later, we're dying over He's this. He's still waiting. He's still waiting on, he's still waiting on Floyd. 
Yo. Floyd been tutoring ever since. <laughs> Yo, Floyd. Yo. Put this on the first page. Right. He's still on, he's still on the first few lines. <laughs> I'm so I'm 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 going go, go to get this page. I'm going to get this page. <laughs> the boy who lived. <laughs> like, Granddad, can you read me your best? <laughs> like, yo, think about it though. Freaking Mayweather did not even get his high school degree. Think about that. He's yo, just been boxing his entire life and good at it. He's beautiful at it, story? but goddamn, <laughs> Jesus! You, you want to read it from, your a, daughter had a from an audio book? <laughs> well, it's it, it's interesting because we're in this era now where people are like, okay, who's the? I mean, we've been saying it since long when Floyd was still active, but who's the next Floyd, right? And mm. they've been. I mean, Gervonta is in his camp, but a lot of people are looking at Haney as the guy who might potentially have it. And then there's Haney actually even kind of looks like Floyd, which is kind of which is the funny. If you shaved Haney's head and put a mustache on him, I could see it. Uh, well, look, is it because he got wide lips? I'm sorry. It is. It's yeah, the, he got it's the duck lips. Yeah. Well, but I mean, also, now there's that looking, kid looking like a black ass Daffy Duck. There's that wow. kid that you that you showed oh. me. Uh, the kid who's coming up under uh, Tank now, um, who they're calling Tank Two. Um, oh, some little that little little kid, Carmel Moten. Yeah, what's with all these fucking names? Name? <laughs> no black disrespect. people, stop naming your kids. <laughs> no disrespect, little br- black people, stop naming your kids. It's crazy. Some, somebody, somebody definitely called them caramel in the school. <laughs> That's why he started boxing. Uh, caramel. <laughs> what you say? People call him the me. fuck you say about me and my name? <laughs> oh yeah, I see, I see that. I see that face. He looks like he does look like Javante. He look like his he look son. just like Javante. Scary as shit too. <laughs> yeah. He's a wow. light-skinned Gervonta. He is a light-skinned A lighter Gervonta. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I mean, Gervonta it's... quite light. Yeah. You know? It's, it, it's interesting to uh, uh, to be in this period where we have all these all these cats, you know, running around. I, you know, uh, Haney might move up to fight whoever wins between Teo and... Um, who is Teo? Uh, Josh Taylor. I think they're fighting at 140. Um, Teo Fimo's the last guy who beat Lomachenko. Uh, a decent boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just it's 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 interesting. It's one of those. Uh, I guess even though you guys didn't see the fight, I don't know how much you independently follow boxing. It's harder to follow it's than, mad than hard MMA. To fight. It's mad hard of, to follow boxing, just because of all the the promoters and and different belts. And yet, there's a lot of people who think that mixed martial arts could take more cues from boxing, specifically in how they bid for fighters. Which can transition us into okay. the Francis and Ganu news. Mm. Uh, so this is this is I think one of our older news items. But about a week and a half ago or so, uh, by the time you're hearing this, uh, Francis and Ganu, former heavyweight champion in the UFC, uh, who left, has revealed that he's signed on with the Professional Fighters League or Fighting League. Yeah, PFL. Um, yes, uh, for a free event pay per view super fight contract. Um, so this, he's going to start the MMA fighting in 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically some of the details are that, uh, in addition to just being, you know, working with them as a, as an athlete, he has placement on their global athlete advisory board. He's a chairman in an equity owner of PFL Africa, which is a branch that they are looking to start and build Mm -hmm. up their audience over there. Um, uh, he has an E he has a net profit split for all events that I guess he's part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a signing bonus as a brand ambassador, plus the right to his own sponsorships within the cage. 
He's got a non-exclusive contract so that what he does with MMA is MMA. And if he wants to box, he can negotiate that separately, Mm -hmm. uh, which is what, you know, he's obviously some of the heavyweight boxers have been jawing at him and he vice versa. Yeah, like Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, and Deontay Wilder. Uh, he would, yeah, I think he'd kill Deontay, but the others have, there's more of a conversation. No, Tyson Fury is definitely a much slicker boxer. Yeah. And a oh, tough yes. nigga, too. Yeah. Yes, he but is. Anthony Joshua, he's a good boxer, but I don't, I don't know if, I don't know how that chin doing. Uh, how that chin doing, Tony? Anyway, the, the other big <laughs> Tony thing. Tony is wild. <laughs> <laughs> come on the show. Uh, the other big thing, uh, the biggest thing that a lot of people are talking about is his guaranteed minimum payment for his opponents. Uh, he's negotiated that anyone who steps in the ring with him is walking away with no less than $2 million, which I think is... That's, it's, the, that's the main thing. It's causing people to say, okay, what is the price tag of my blunt force trauma? What is the price tag <laughs> of my CTE? Yo, for you know, real, if yo. I if if because if you're gonna I'll get knocked out by yo, yo, Francis Fran- Ngannou, Fran- the predator, Francis, I'll fight you for two mil. That sounds like some shit. Okay, let's think about this. That's the floor. You could go up if if Mike was in his prime, Tyson, in this time. He would have done that shit. <laughs> he probably would have done that shit. No, he would be like, "If you want to step with the ring with me, you get two million. And if I knock you, he might do it now. You will. You ain't gonna get shit. You ain't gonna get shit. How about that for a super fight? Ngannou versus Tyson. Yo, that'd be fucking insane. It's like a video game. Like we'll do twenty-five year old Francis, the twenty-five year old Mike Tyson versus Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, that'd be legendary. That'd well, be some shit. I mean, it's interesting you bring up the age because, you know, Francis is no spring chicken himself in, in combat 40? sports. He's, he is 36 now. He'll be 37. you 36. <laughs> I'm 36. Which is not, you know, not impossible to fight at, but the dude has also had like two knee replacements. And Both of his knees. Yeah, wow. I believe so. And he, he was fighting with at least one bad knee in UFC. Both of them just had braces on him when he fought um, Cyril Gan. Yeah. And and won anyway. And he grappled the shit out of him. <laughs> he did. Uh, and so this is also like part of it is a lot of people have been, you know, talking about the kind of the jawing between Nganu and Dana White. Fuck Dana White. Because Dana White has had a lot to say about Nganu uh, over the past few months since he left. Uh, Good Lord. He, he's been talking about how, you know, oh, we offered him the most money we've ever offered any, you know, uh, fighter. And he said no. And, you know, I think, the, again, to borrow from Warning Combat, there was, yeah. uh, they were kind of saying, like, this is, he's probably just a guy who doesn't understand someone who can't be bought. Yeah. Because what mm. Nganu was asking for was more than just money. It's not that, and we've seen now that he's started to talk, Nganu, that is, has started to talk more about his motivations, that it wasn't just about, like, oh, you're not paying me enough. It's like, I, I'm trying to build something and be part of something, and I'm valuing myself, I think, in a different way than just, like, a price tag. And I think for Dana, who obviously is someone who's, you know, credit where credit is due, has built this empire by being, you know, kind of a cutthroat guy. uh, It doesn't it doesn't make sense if it don't make dollars (laughs) for him. So, uh, yeah, what were you going to say? Fuck Dana White. Point on the story. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. It's like like shit, man. What are you going to do? He, uh, you don't pay your fighters enough, bro. Like the his opponents will make more than an entire UFC card combined. Yeah, including winners with bonuses. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, and it's gonna open up the uh, MMA market. And 
honestly, if you pay, if you pay people more, they're going to give you a better product. Yeah. Yeah. Like, punto. The UFC has been, it's made what? How much did it make last year? I, I sent you guys something. And it was. Yes. Uh, so. Made mad, though. UFC's net profit for 2023 was $387 million, which is more than Jesus. any or all other combat sport promoters combined. Yeah. And, and they've been insane. they've been increasing that that's like so their revenue has been increasing and then so their profit has been increasing by like basically a hundred a hundred twenty a hundred fifty million every year since the pandemic so by next year by like twenty twenty five they'll be at half a billion at at this rate I know and they were, wow. and they sold to a different company like they, Endeavor right yeah Endeavor that was like a a two billion dollar freaking yeah. Acquisition, yeah, and now they're stacking more money. Yo, (laughs) yo, yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. Um, I mean, it's not to be surprised. They had Donald Trump ringside, so that's true. They did, and this is yeah, like they they in 2020, the year of the pandemic, they uh, netted 177 million dollars. So that's nothing was going on. NBA wasn't going on like that. They had the bubble. They did. It was quiet. They, the Olympics didn't fucking happen, but the UFC happened. They found countries mm. to go to that didn't care about COVID, and they were like, That's "People true. want to see people fight." <laughs> so, because you know, That's Dana everywhere what, now. Dana don't care about no. Don't give a, he don't give a <laughs> shit. As long as the money is talking, he's like, "Nick, I'm bringing all my niggas over here." <laughs> and he said it's just like that too. Yep. Uh, um, he from Boston. All my fucking niggas over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you fucking wise guy. I mean, you you do look at like. Uh, I'm not Matt Damon. I'm in the departed. <laughs> at the risk of potentially setting Jude off, you do look at like what they call Dana White privilege, right? And you look at like, <sighs> all mm. the fighters that he kind of gives uh, he gives a lot of slack to. John Jones. And most of them are white, except for because John Jones John hates Jones black people. Because yeah, John Jones hates black people, which is Jude's theory. Mm-hmm. It's not my. Th- it's it. Listen, it, it's my little theory, but. <laughs> Jude has a lot it, of evidence, but it's, it's just right. <laughs> every every fighter he's ever had like legit beef with was black. Mm. That's kind of it. He has one of the black fighters to be. Didn't great. he tell uh, Daniel Cormier he was gonna like eat his children? No, he said, no, he I'll, said I'll, kill I'll kill you. you. I'll kill you. <laughs> he said it straight <laughs> up. Much worse. Much worse. Yeah, but like that's Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's Mike Tyson. He'll he'll do that to anybody. Right. He tried yeah. to break one dude's arm in the ring. Uh, he bit Evander Holyfield's ear off. Yeah. Yep. Mike Tyson's Mike Tyson. Like. Yeah. Yeah, John. John is the, those hands is for everybody. That's true. Ready? Come on, man, now. woman, child, bird, <laughs> grandma, dog, bird, tiger. <laughs> not the birds. He loves his birds. He does. Love his he pigeons. does love his birds. He does. But the, just the pigeons. Not 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 a parakeet. You you you, you fuck with his pigeons. You fuck with your life. <laughs> but we fuck with your soul. Okay. <laughs> you will not wait. You will not go to the afterlife. I'll tell you that. Like Martin Luther King could have like killed one of fucking Mike Tyson's uh, pigeons, and God would have been like. Listen, man, I, I I know you did all this for the for the people, but like, yo, you killed Mike Tyson. <laughs> I can like, no longer protect and you. And, and not <laughs> like, even not your, even like one of his pigeons. His like, first you pigeon. Chose <laughs> <laughs> you chose hell. You chose hell. He'll escort you there directly. He will. He um, will. Yeah, I, but there's been a lot of other fighters who have been kind of speaking out about how you know how Dana's favoritism seems to work, and I you know the 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 the, the I guess hope is that what. Francis is doing will inspire a lot of other uh, UFC athletes, specifically because UFC is the biggest name in MMA, to start kind of exercising their free agency as much as they can. But, and another savvy 
business move, uh, Dana White and the UFC kind of immediately reconstructed a lot of contracts right after Francis left. So I'm reading this from Bloody Elbow. Oh, fun. Uh, this was four months ago this was written. The UFC has recently made several changes to their promotional agreements, which could have a major impact in how the sport operates moving forward. As seen on the several new UFC contracts obtained by Bloody Elbow, sweeping changes have been made that are both restrictive and concerning for fighters. The biggest change is the addition of an arbitration agreement and class action waiver. These have the potential to impact the current antitrust lawsuit and reverse some of the contractual gains fighters have seen over the last few years. So basically, they are preventing their fighters from ever suing them. Oh, um, shit. Uh, and wow. Yeah. Which is pretty, which is pretty What's deep. What's going to happen? Because Dana White has been such a big part of the UFC. I just wonder what life would be like if he was just not there. Like, like what the UFC would be like when he when he dies. You you took it there. I'm well, I'm asking if that's what you mean, or if you mean like if it wasn't if it was another person. Uh, if he if, if he retires, oh. leaves. Oh, dies. gotcha, gotcha. I just said wasn't there. You took death. I'm well, but he it does seem like he's not gonna let go of power until he dies. I don't think so. Yeah, but um, I don't know because I love uh, watching Mitch martial arts. Mm-hmm. Watching one is a little weird because you don't know. It's not as easy to follow as the yeah, UFC is yeah. because it's it's right here. It's right in front of us. It's way more accessible. Yeah. I do like one. <laughs> Salud. Thank you. I like what they got going on over there with uh, the Muay Thai fights, the kickboxing fights, the jiu-jitsu t- uh, matches they have, the mm-hmm. MMA fights they have over there. It's excellent. Yeah. But it, it's difficult to follow because it's over in Asia. Yeah. But I want to know what it's going to look like without Dana White. And like I, was, I think I said this about a year ago, the Ali Act. Yes. Saying how, because the reason why we don't have like, you know, a boxing UFC is because of the Ali Act. It's like not one organization will control the entirety of boxing. Yes. In the United States and make a monopoly out of it like the UFC has. Yeah. But if the Ali Act gets acted on and the UFC probably gets undermined and disbanded mm-hmm. what will that look like and i'm i feel like they're supposed to figure that out like now ish whether the ali act will affect uh mm-hmm. mma you mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's uh we'll see i i i know that one of the co-owners uh the fertitas lorenzo and frank mm-hmm. fertita they uh who were co-owners with dana white uh they dropped out i think like two years ago um but that obviously just, you know, now there's one crown, so there's less, like, you know, yeah, yeah. power to go around. Um, and it, it is one of those things where you wonder, like, is Dana even interested in bringing on someone like, uh, because one olive branch would be to say to someone like a Conor McGregor, like, hey, why don't you join the ownership of UFC, right? Even though it's Conor McGregor, but it would at least be like, a, I'm willing to do this kind of thing so that people who are still on the fence would maybe be like, oh, if I... If I stay here, maybe I have a chance at something like that. But of course, it's Connor, and not everyone can be Connor. I'm just saying, like that would be his equivalent to what Francis is doing in uh, PFL. PFL. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Who knows? One or one of the two of you got to go and uh, get that paycheck um, against Francis, though. Huh? In the yeah, in the heavyweight. I mean, probably you. Sorry. More likely you. Um, Justin White. Uh, w- listen, I'll corner you. I'm not gonna fight dirty. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna I'll grab think. under Ngannou's nuts. I will, like I will punch that nigga in the throat <laughs> five times. 
fish hook, eye gouging, all that. All pressure points. Like, I'm, I'm not letting him touch me. Okay? He's, yeah, he's, if he tries to grab onto me, I'm poking his eyes. He's 6'5", 260 I'm pounds. I'm out here something, okay? I'll take your eyeball. I'll take that. I'll take that L, but I'll take that L, but I'll take your eyeball. All right, come on now. Don't I might do not have the belt, but I have your eyeball. You know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you might have got me in my jaw, but I put a dent in your throat. Okay? <laughs> I put a dent in your Adam's apple, nigga. I'm from around the way. I'm leaving here with something. That check in your Adam's apple. <laughs> the check in your Adam's apple is crazy. We uh, we appreciate y'all spending some time with us. We'll be back. Uh, as the summer rolls on with more interviews, with more news segments. But for now, um, please rate and review the show wherever you get it. If you want more Uptown Love, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Podbean app. Uh, And, uh, you know, summer is here. It's probably going to be a hot one, so stay hydrated. Uh, Wear your sunscreen. Wear your condoms. Wear your condoms. Um, Yeah, what else? Go to the gym. Go to the gym. gym. Uh, You know, stay active. Yeah, get the right. inseams out. Get the inseams out. Yo, Justin, you rocking the Hoochie Daddy shorts this year? I do have a collection. I do have a collection. Well, you saw in Cancun, I, I had some of them. Yo, yo, I saw this nigga wear shorts and they were above the knee. I was like, yo, I've never seen this before. This Uncle Dragon. <laughs> this man is Uncle Dragon. I got okay. two, count them, two barbecues this weekend. So Boom. one of them. Uh, I'll, two barbecues this weekend? Yeah. One of them uh, is. Uh, Your lady well, friends? Y- y'all don't need to know this information. Um, I do. D- stay black and die. And die, nigga? If you're black. Like, you're stay black. black until you die. Don't change. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>